Hi, and welcome to Softball Nation, the podcast dedicated to giving you insights, advice, and tips about the game of softball. We talk to some of the most accomplished players, coaches, and experts through stories and experiences. And as your host, Charlie Quinn, it is my privilege to bring you these conversations to help you be the best you can be. Today we are talking to Morgan Stewart. Morgan was a third baseman and shortstop for the University of Washington. In 2009, she won the NCAA Softball National Championship in Oklahoma City. She is one of the founders of the Package Deal and with them travels the country coaching defense and inspiring young athletes. We are so excited to have you on the podcast today, Morgan. So Morgan, to start out, let's learn a little bit about your childhood. Tell us what it was like growing up in the Stewart family. Oh, I'm the oldest child, only girl, my two younger brothers. We all played sports. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess, I mean, I don't remember kicking that trend off, but my dad uh, actually played football for the University of Texas. He was an offensive lineman, big guy. He was drafted to the Dolphins, but this was all uh, before I was born. So my mom is always super proud of my dad and what he's accomplished, but he was actually injured in training camp for the Dolphins. So instead of being raised in Miami, uh, we moved to California or, well, my parents, we, (laughs) my parents moved to California and um, we grew up here. I mean, we're a pretty tight knit family. We had dinner together every night uh besides just sports things that me and my brothers had uh we like hanging out together i I guess you'd call us a pretty typical sports family awesome so uh, my next question was kind of on what you like to do so i'm just gonna go out on a limb and say you like to do sports (laughs) yeah i think that's uh that's a pretty safe bet um me and my family we're actually pretty big into watching movies so my oh, dad cool. and my my brother Caleb, they've seen probably every movie that's out, and uh, <laughs> it it's pretty cool because I mean I don't have to watch trailers or anything. I'll just go and ask. I'll be like, all right, uh, so what should I go and see, or what should we rent? And they have the <laughs> answers. So pretty nice. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> so Morgan, did you have any mentors in your life that really shaped who you are today? Uh, my mom was probably the biggest force in my softball career, meaning um, I started out playing baseball and she was really the pusher of getting me into the softball world. And once I had made that transition from, I mean, this was when I was 11, 12 years old, I went from Little League Baseball to playing travel softball. Um, once I had made that transition, uh, she was someone that would always, I just, I remember multiple moments, I guess it's not one moment specifically, but I remember multiple times where she would teach me a lot of life lessons through the experiences I was having with softball. Mm -hmm. So say um, that transition from baseball to softball, she was saying, you know what, this is, I know that you like baseball right now, but you have to think about your future. So that's just like a really, really tiny mini life lesson. Okay. Look ahead. Very, very broad in general. But I think one of the biggest things, um, that she taught me was that you can't sit and be comfortable if you want to be the best. Uh, she, she would, I guess, 
keep moving. She did. We didn't change teams a lot, but there were definitely probably two different years where I was very clearly one of the better ones on the team. And she didn't, it seemed like she was, didn't like when that happened because she felt like I wasn't being pushed. And so again, I didn't, I wasn't a team hopper. I, I felt like I was pretty loyal to the teams that I was on, but my mom definitely was the instigator of just being like, all right, it's time to, it's time to get, get you around a place where you have to fight for your position because you can't just be comfortable. So my mom well, definitely, great. yeah, I mean, I think she's, that's awesome. she's definitely the reason why, why I've continued to push and try to go bigger and higher and stronger and better. So that's all my mom. So Morgan, when did you realize that softball was your passion and it was something you wanted to pursue? Well, my mom tells this really funny story uh, about when I was three years old. And obviously I don't remember this, but she tells it to anybody that'll listen to her. And I'm just like, <laughs> mom, this actually really happened. <laughs> and she goes, no, Morgan, I swear. It was like borderline creepy that this happened. But she says, her and I were in the kitchen one day, she was cooking or something. And I guess I either turned to her or like tugged on her, on her jacket or something. And I go, mom, I want to go to school on a scholarship. And <laughs> she's like, Oh, okay. And to this day, she'll tell the story. And I'm like, that is just so ridiculous. There's no, how did I know what a scholarship was? She goes, Morgan, I don't think you did. You just said it to me. So, like, she, my mom, again, I'll say this over and over again, is she's, she's the reason why I am who I am. And obviously, my dad is, is a great influence as well. And, uh, but my mom, uh, I guess she made it possible because she never thought anything was too big for me or my brothers. So, I think... I, once I started playing softball when I was 11, there wasn't really a question of if I wouldn't do it, like if this was the thing for me. And I know that there's a lot of girls around that are kind of maybe get to that point of like, okay, well, there's so much other stuff to do. I, that's one of the hardest pieces for me. Cause I can't really relate to that. Cause once I started playing, I just, I didn't really question it. And a lot of our listeners are in middle school and high school. Um, they're in that part of their career. And, um, you know, we're all trying to get better and we're all trying to reach that next level of play. So what are some of the things you did um, at kind of that age to get better? That's a great question. Uh, I think one of the biggest things, going back to the story about my mom, is I was always on a team where I had to fight for a spot. Now, that's not always a controllable for people, uh, depending on either where they live or maybe their family situation, where these teams are, so they're out of driving distance. But if there's a question of, okay, well, I'm not playing a lot. Should I move? Um, I, I think there's definitely a situation where if you're not getting a shot, you're not getting a shot. But if the question is, I'm not getting playing time because I'm clearly not as good as somebody playing my position. Then I say you shadow that, that player and you train your butt off to get 
head and shoulders better than her in whatever right. way, shape, or form. Because if your if your next goal is going to be going to college, then that's exactly what you're going to have to do at that level. So I think just training yourself mentally and physically to uh, to cross over that boundary in your mind of well, I'm not playing, so I don't know what to do. It's I'm not playing. So at least that's my goal. Um, so I, I, I guess that's what I, the situation that I was always put in. I always had to fight for for a position. Mm-hmm. And then really, honestly, I mean, I harp on defense wins championships. And you have to put in the hours in order to excel at those tiny skills that exist throughout the game. So if that's going in your backyard and throwing a ball against the wall, then that's what you got to do. But you have to put the time in. So, Morgan, can you share some of your biggest struggles you had as a player in high school and what you did or your steps to overcome them? In middle school and high school, I was super, super shy and reserved to the point where I didn't want to raise my hand in class. Um, I didn't want to go first in drills. Um and if there was ever like drama or a problem, I wouldn't be the person that said, Hey, you know what? This isn't right. I wouldn't, I guess, speak my mind in that way. And I guess it wasn't until college or even after college that I began to understand the power of my own voice and understand that I didn't have to, uh, just fall in line and follow what others were telling me to do. So I guess being quiet isn't always a struggle. It's not always a problem. I mean, for me, it was a problem because I felt a sort of anxiety about talking, talking in front of people or voicing my opinion. So in that way, I thought it was a a problem because I wasn't comfortable being quiet. Uh, So I guess I overcame that by, honestly, just putting myself in situations where I had to talk to people. I had, I had to, uh, let people know my thoughts, my feelings, and it's made me into, I think, a stronger person to one, put myself in situations where I, I have to do that. And two, it's given me more of more power over, um, those fears of being fearful of judgment or people either making fun of me or not agreeing with me. It, the more that you do it, I think the more that those fears, even if you have a bad experience once, the more that you do it, you'll really realize that those fears are pretty much in your head to a certain extent. Right. And that kind of ties in with um, like, maybe an error on the field, you know, as long as you're, you can mentally move past that and work through it, you'll be okay. No. Yeah. That it ties directly in has, as I've experienced it just because I mean, an error on the field is just like you being at school and falling flat on your face and like passing period or whatever. Right. So (laughs) you don't want to draw attention to yourself, but the more that people like after, after that happens and they see your reaction, the more that people understand that you're human, you're going to make mistakes, but 
you're willing to put in the effort to fix it or to kind of laugh at yourself a little bit, shrug it off and get back up, the more that, uh, I guess, you kind of release yourself from that pressure as well. Um, Morgan, in my softball career, I've played um, the entire infield, basically, and I'm like not sure where I would play in college. Um, so can you tell me like how to narrow it down or how you chose a position or migrate it towards one? A lot of times in college, you'll get there. And even if you have been a shortstop growing up your entire life, even if you're the best athlete that, uh, that's been on any of your teams or even in your state, you'll get to college and you'll be surrounded by eight more of the same same athletic ability, same experience as a shortstop. So then what do you do? And I guess right. um, what happened to me is I started as a shortstop in college and then um, had one of the best shortstops in the world. Her name's Jen Salling. She was currently playing for Team Canada. She transferred over to our team, and I moved right over to third. And it it was literally just based on the fact that, one, she was better a better shortstop than me, and third was more of my strengths, just based on my body, based on my range. So in terms of your situation, I feel like maybe you you won't even know what your strength is until you also put other pieces into the puzzle, as in, right. okay, my teammate has a great backhand, so maybe she's a better shortstop than I might be. I mean, there's there's so many factors have to kind of be willing to play wherever the team needs you. I mean, that's how you're going to win a championship, right? Is playing to right. everyone's strength and moving around if you need to. Exactly. Um, and you probably saw this question coming, but I got to ask, what is the biggest difference between playing in high school and college? Biggest difference um, is everyone is good. There's, there's no one in, in the lineup that you're kind of thinking, okay, I can kind of zone out for a second because this is the seventh, eighth, or ninth batter, and this girl maybe didn't play travel ball and A, B, or C. You know, when you right. get to college, literally everyone's good. What did you do every day um, to mentally to play at that high level? and to compete with people who were better than you um, and play in college in a D1 school? Well, being brutally honest, my mental game was my weakest part of my game growing up. I mean, from high, from high school to college even, it was the weakest part of my game. I was fortunate because I did grow up with the parents that I did that told me that I could do anything that I, that I wanted to do. I could be anything I wanted to be. So in my heart and my gut, I knew that I belonged there, but when I did struggle, it was hard for me to recover. And, um, I guess I, that's probably my biggest regret really going through college and only having four years to impact the school that you've chosen to live out your childhood dreams and play and to be the best that you can be. You'll, it's almost like you're wasting time if you let that failure just sit. And right. um, there were a couple seasons where that really, it really hurt um, 
my personal stats, which aren't that important in the grand scheme of things, but it also hurt my team. And um, I think if I could give advice, any advice at all, to a young player, middle school or high school that wants to be at that next level is to work on your mental game just as much as you're working on your physical game. Awesome. Yeah, I think um, sometimes it's um, not stressed how important the mental game is and how much it can really affect your physical game. Yeah, I mean, even especially in a sport like softball, people say, oh, it's 50% mental, it's 50% physical, you got to have both. And I would just push back and say this game is probably 80% mental, 90% mental. You can be any shape or size, but if you have that mental game strong and it's not leaving you, you can can be an All-American based on mental alone. And to transition into you as a coach and a founder of the package deal, um, tell me why you wanted to become a coach and continue with softball. Um, I really didn't know what else was next for me because I didn't want to play professionally. It just, I didn't think that softball really had a future for me after college. So I got a regular job and then I found my, my way back to coaching just because I missed being outside and I missed doing what I had been doing for the last, I don't know, decade and being good at it. So my my choice to coach, I think it was just because it was one of the only careers that was available in softball that I knew. And Morgan, since you are a coach that gets to work with a lot of girls around the country, what makes players stand out to you? Good eye contact. Good eye contact will, uh, it's a game changer for me because one, I mean, you can, you know exactly what their intentions are about the practice right away. If they're giving you good eye contact, they're, they're locked in, they're ready to learn. Um, and then also just, I mean, eye contact and hustle. We talk about this all the time at package deal events. It's one of, it's one, it's two of our three rules with a third being go all out. Um, if you, if you give those two things, eye contact and hustle. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't see anyone that will have those things and not get the full benefit of any practice or game. So Morgan, you had mentioned that you were quiet. Do you think, uh, coaching, helped you break out of that and um, maybe helped you face some of those fears head on? Coaching's definitely helped me break out just because with the four of us, the four founders, myself, Jen, Amanda, and Katie, we're all so different. And I think if I was to stay quiet, it would actually maybe not hurt the group, but I think by me talking about how I used to be quiet or that my personality is different from the rest of the girls, it speaks to those, those younger girls that maybe have the same issues that I have had or are also the quiet ones or are different from their friends. So that's really my purpose and in trying to use my own voice or use my social media platform is to speak to those girls just because 
I know that everyone's not the same and that that's, that there's no certain way that you have to look, but a lot of these younger girls maybe are just going through that, are, are just experiencing social media and seeing that all these girls look the same, talk the same. And if there wasn't at least one that, I don't know, had like was going to a different beat, then I feel like I'd be doing a disservice to everyone that was following us. So as a coach, you've been around a lot of coaches. Um, so what are, what's like one thing that you hear other coaches say that you fundamentally disagree with? Get your butt down. <laughs> um, when you're fielding ground balls, if, if someone's just l- taking that literally and dropping their butt, dropping their butt, they can't move side to side. So that's like a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> Um, and to close out here, uh, can you share some, um, information about, uh, the package deal and its missions and goals for those who don't know about it? Absolutely. The package deal, uh, started as a group of founders. There were four of us, Jen Schroeder, Amanda Scarborough, Katie Schroeder, and myself. And we started this, I guess you would say it's a clinic business, but in reality, we throw, girl empowerment events all over the country. And we basically teach life lessons disguised as softball skills. So we go across country, put on anywhere from four and a half hours to six hour events in each city. We'll go to about two to three cities in a weekend that will equate to about 50 events in a year. So we are putting on a lot of miles on our frequent flyer flyers, credit cards, um, but it's really fun. We are we are currently now employing our roster girls, which are girls that are just graduating from college, and we're building them up to be the next package deal, you could say. And our, our goal and our mission is to preach um, confidence, value in yourself, in hard work, and in uh, believing that you can do anything that you're willing to work for. <laughs> Basically, I guess that's, that's it in a nutshell. I really love that concept, actually, of preaching life lessons through softball. Um, I think that's just a great way to learn those lessons. Um, and at the package deal event, I thought the drills were great. Um, I love the goal setting station. And it was just a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. So, Morgan, I know you have a personal website. Um, Tell us more about that. Yeah, so my personal website right now um, is purely lessons and workouts that you can buy uh, to do at home. I know a lot of my followers are not in California. I do lessons locally, Southern California and Anaheim. And um, I put... I put PDFs up on my website just so if people are interested in learning more about what I teach and what I do, those are available on my site. I've also got this uh, new project that I'm working on, more of the mental, internal, emotional side of being an athlete in and out of sport. So that's a new project I'm working on. Can't really say what it exactly what it is, but I'm I'm sure if you guys uh, read my posts and follow my personal Instagram account, it's pretty apparent as to the direction that I'm probably going to (laughs) go. I'm excited for that. I'll 
I'll be ready to look into that. Yeah, it should be coming out around May, so be on the lookout. I will. That sounds awesome. We had a fantastic conversation with Morgan, so let's break it down to three things that will help you be a better player at your next practice or game. One, you can't sit and be comfortable if you want to be the best. What are you going to do at your next practice or game to challenge yourself? Two, you have to put in the hours in order to excel at all those tiny skills that exist throughout the game. So what are you going to do in between practices to put the time in? And three, practice your mental game just as much as your physical game. Personally, when I go up to the plate, I'm trying to completely clear my head of all thought. So what are you going to do to make your mental game stronger? Hope you enjoyed this episode of Softball Nation. Please subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud and leave comments. I love to hear your thoughts and we'll use them to shape future episodes.